Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She's Brad. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. Shelly, good morning. Good morning, sunshine. How are you today? Did you have to pick up your uh, your Nord instead of the microphone? Was that what you were doing? No, I have the microphone. <laughs> you couldn't figure out which one was which? No. I picked up the microphone. Shelly, from time to time, Shelly is a vapor, and she has this thing. And I don't... Is, is Nord very popular? Are you the only person in the world that uses that? seems like everybody uses Jewel. Evidently not, because I have four of them. So they have, they have different brands, different designs. What, what, do, what do the different designs do? Is one for, like, uh, you know, parties? The other one's, like, for the work environment? The no, other one's, like, skydiving? No, you want to vape different things, you know, like, my, my um, I'm his monster-in-law. My uh, bonus child, he, um, he, he's not a child. He's in his late 40s. But he uh, vapes fruity stuff. I don't vape fruity stuff. Aren't they gonna but make, I, I do vape uh, Belgian chocolate. Aren't they going to make that illegal? I thought they were going to get rid of all the flavors. I thought that was one of the things that they Trump talked about. They only did that for, I don't know, but it, 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 there was a caveat in there. And so they didn't make it illegal. I had a 62 caveat. Man, it was a great car. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> weather yesterday, uh, I don't know if you ran through this. Man, a couple spots when I was out and about yesterday, super heavy rain. Did you run through any of that? Yes, I did. Well, I was at my office almost all day yesterday. And yes, it was, um, I was I was a drowned, pu- drowned wet puppy. Forecast is coming up. We'll have Jennifer Vachitsky. Uh, did I say it right? You did. I'm wow. Wow. So wow, 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 wow. You're wow, so big. Wow, 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 wow. I don't believe that. Anyway, she's going to tell you about what's headed our way. Uh, supposedly, there's a, a chance. You know, originally they said, I was hearing the forecast yesterday. Uh, even Jennifer was talking about this one to two inches of snow for tomorrow. Seems like they've taken that out of the forecast and they're talking about just like sort of a wet, you know, gunky mix of rain and snow starting tonight and going to early tomorrow. So, you know. Gunky, is that a technical term? Yes, very technical. Yes. Uh, okay, got it. Yeah, you have you have, uh, you have minor gooky and you have major gooky and then you just have gooky, gooky. It's one of those things. Got it. Do I sound weird this morning? As opposed to? <laughs> I'm a little under the weather. So I'm uh, fighting You are off. under the weather. Yeah. Jennifer's going to have to fix that for you. Yes. I think I have a cold. I've been told I have the flu, but I don't think I have the flu. I think I have just a nasty cold. You know what I mean? How you know you get sort of sore throat. Is it throat. like a man cold? What's a man cold? <laughs> you don't know what a man cold is. No, Actually, it's not. But you're going to tell not me. Like that, Go ahead. But sometimes, you know, a I, man gets a cold and he is the biggest baby ever. Well, kind of like a a teenage girl would get a cold. I'm not. Uh, I'm not into that. Normally, I mean, I'm I suck it up most of the time uh, with uh, I know you do injuries. I know that you do. That's why I said that you're not really like a that. man cold kind of guy. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, Trump is in India. Just finished a press conference. Oh, there are in the process of finishing a press conference. Uh, locally, a terrible thing: a shooting at the Marylites Community Center. Did you hear this? Uh, apparently, no. it seems like at first blush, the uh, Maryland Heights police are going to have a, a press conference later this morning. I think nine thirty or ten o'clock, and it sounds like. A, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife kind of thing where the guy shows up and shoots, I believe, the woman who is unfortunately dead. Maryland Heights police respond. There's a gunfight, and the shooter is shot, uh, apparently still alive. Maryland Heights police uh, survived it all. I don't think any of it was hit. Uh, but that's that brand-new community center. Well, it's not brand-new. It's a couple years old. Beautiful place right there on 270 as you come it south. It is lovely. Yeah, you it come south lovely. on 270. So it, it was a crime of passion, they think? I, I don't know. I mean, they're just, you know, it sounds that way you know i mean it's one of those things and once again you and i've talked about this i will never understand this how you can fall in love with someone you can you know marry them you can live with them you can have kids with them and then something happens where you just go and and it's both sides most of the time it's the guy going berserko but sometimes it's the woman going berserko and they become like arch enemies and, you know, you talk to any divorce attorney, they'll always it's talk like to you about It's like War of the Roses. I don't get it. I mean, to me, it's to the point where people that I have been close to in my life, uh, to the point where if I had a disagreement with them or something like that, I, you know, it's to the point where most of the time I'll go like, eh, 
just kind of not going to have anything to do with them anymore. Just going to try to uh, keep them out of my life because of the fact that it's never a good situation. It's always combative, and I don't like that, and I just stay away. But other people, you know, I, there was one the other day. Um, God, I, I can't remember. Um, lady was on national, was on NPR, and she was talking about the fact that she uh, her boy or she broke up with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend has just has just been unmerciful to her to the point where he's found out all of his relatives. And apparently, when they were still going together, there were some new pictures taken of each other. And he finds out all his relatives, uh, all her relatives, mom, dad, you know, aunt, uncle, you know, sisters, brothers, cousins, and he sends them the nude pictures of her. It's like, oh gosh, you know. Oh, that was that was adult. Well, I, once again, I don't get it. I mean, what good does that do? I remember when the the secret was still on, you know, big deal with was on Oprah all the time. And the one thing I actually wrote it down, and to this day, it's in one of my phones. And in one of my, it's in my phone, um, and I've moved it from phone to phone. It's just a little thing I look at from time to time, sort of like things to sort of, you know, motivational thoughts and things like that. And it goes something like, you know, having hate for someone is like drinking poison and hoping they will die. You know, it's to the point where it's like, yeah, just sort of pollutes yourself, you know? And I, and I know... I, I negativity g- breeds negativity, well, that's true. I get it. You know, that people get, you know, that things happen, and, you know, like in a marital situation, the you know, the wife or the husband, you know, cheat on each other, or, or the husband a lot of times is, a, is, is, you know, chemically dependent, or, you know, is a gambler. And once again, that works both ways. I mean, I know situations where the woman, and, but it's mostly the guy. Let's be honest. Don't you think it's mostly the guy that's like the, the butthead? Uh, mm, I don't know that to be a fact, actually. I know that um, guys do uh, more heinous things than women, although women can be pretty spiteful. Yeah, well, I don't get it. You know, like Carrie Underwood. Anybody could be Carrie Underwood. Anybody could be. Oh, you mean her song? Her song, yes. I was going to say, she's not that nice. I mean, she's not that nasty of a person. She's supposed to be really nice. She's a lovely human being. Yeah, but that's all. No, but I'm saying anybody, you know, anybody can get to a point where they're just done. And they've been hurt so much by another person that they just want to. There's two ways. They can either do what you do and just say, I'm done with it. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. That's it. Which a lot of people aren't able to do, Brad. You're I, one well, of the exceptions. I don't say I'm good at it. I mean, you know, I still get upset with certain situations that happen. But by, by, by the same token, I'm not showing up on somebody's front lawn, you know, like, you know, when you hear these stories about, you know. Adrian! <laughs> no. Right. You know, people showing up on the front lawn or, you know, or, or, or you, know, uh, you know, I mean, other nasty, weird stuff. So, anyway. Hey, we got to move along. It's 639. Weather's coming up. And this is BS in the Morning. You can check out our website at bsinthemorning.show. It is right there for you. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and don't forget, we stream. Yes, we stream, and you can go to bsinthemorning.show. There's a blinking banner that you click on. It'll take you right to our stream. It's six. And we podcast. And anything else? It's 639. Oh. What oh. Is it? Sing it, baby. <laughs> Westplex 107.1. You don't think I do? Uh, would do well on that? Okay, next question. I don't uh, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Excuse me. 650, good morning. I just watched, uh, while those songs were playing, I just watched the press conference from Maryland Heights Police Chief uh, from last night. They're having another press conference yeah. this morning. And what he said was a man showed up at the Maryland Heights Community Center, like we talked about, shot a woman. Unfortunately, she died. Um, the one of the there was a Maryland Heights police officer just by sheer coincidence on the parking lot. I don't know if he was on just regular patrol or was you know just driving Enjoyed through or whatever. The, the uh, community center. No, I mean he was just on patrol. I don't know if he was out oh, out okay. of his car. And one of the employees of the community center went running out and said, "There's a man with a gun. He's just shot a woman." Uh, the police officer went into and, you know. Here we go again. Would you be a cop? You know, most people, when gunfire breaks out, they're running away. <laughs> they're running away from the gunfire. Police run to the gunfire. Uh, he well, walked. It's just like firefighters. Oh, yeah, same Those thing. Those firefighters, right. the things they deal with and the things they see, unbelievable. Yeah, so he, he, the police officer went into the Maryland Heights Community Center. 
apparently, from what the chief said, was pretty much fired upon right as he came into the community center. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. There was a gun battle back and forth between the suspect. The suspect was shot, was not killed. At least he's not, uh, not at this point in time, he was uh, um, you know, taken to a hospital uh, in a serious condition. The woman was pronounced dead at the scene, and they're having another press conference. And once again, it's one of those things where, okay. And, and you know. I'm so sorry that happened. Oh, and, well, and it. You know, did they say how um, busy the community center was at that time? No, and I don't think they. I don't think that he gave the exact time when it happened. It sounded like sometime in the evening, from what he said. Uh, you know, like eight, nine o'clock, something like that. You know, it's one of those. Well, because I just, I, I just only say that because I hope there weren't children there. Well, I, you know, it's crazy stuff. I mean, and you know, it we, is crazy stuff. Here, but our kids don't need to well, to, to see that. They, you know, let them be kids. Okay, here we, we were able to be kids. I don't know. I don't know about that. Here we go again, though, because what's going to happen? Any money? Metal detectors at the Maryland Heights Community yep. Center. You watch. Yeah. You know, you got to, you know, you got to go through a checkpoint, Charlie, to get in there. It's just like, yeah, it's just like, a lot of churches do that. I, I don't, you know, it's to the point where when Steve Stenger uh, became uh, the uh, county executive first time around, he put in metal detectors into the county office building in St. Louis County. And I go down there from time to time. I have some business in St. Louis County. And um, <laughs> here's the one thing you go through. And if you, you know, if you have to pay a tax bill or have to go upstairs to get a plat map or something like that from, you know, the assessor or the collector, any of that kind of stuff. Now you have to go through Checkpoint Charlie. Well, last time I went, actually the last two times I went, the um, metal, the the thing that, like, you put your stuff on, you know, the x-ray machine, the you know, the, the, the belt yeah. you put your stuff on, yes. it's broke. And now what they do is they go through you, like, anything you bring with you, they go through it. I think I told you, I got this little card, you know, holder that holds my credit cards, and the guy took it and took all my credit cards out like okay like i'm gonna have a gun stuck in i mean you've seen my little thing it's the size of a credit card it's a little tiny thing it's not like a big wallet where i could stick like some kind of a knife or something in it what's that they don't make you take off your jewelry are you talking to your nord again yes as a matter of fact i was (laughs) All of a sudden, you're off mic. Well, oh my I, gosh, what, the that, struggle is real. And, I'm not kidding. And then, and then they, you know, if you're a woman, I mean, I saw them go through this lady's purse, and I mean, like almost turn it inside out. And and last time I went through there, and then and then what they do is is even though you go through the the, the metal detector, then they still wand you. It's like okay, if you clear the metal detector, why do they still wand you? I don't know. I don't understand that. Anyway. Um, well, but you don't know what kind of threat was going on there. No, the, but I asked, I said, what's going on? And she, and the, the one deputy said, she says, the machine's broke. And I go, are well, they going to fix it? She says, they probably won't. I'm going like, so in other words, anytime. Okay, good to know. Yeah, anytime you go to the community, or to the, uh, you know, the uh, executive office building in Clayton, you know, for St. Louis County, uh, you have to, if you're a woman, they're going to take everything out of your purse, turn it inside out, because they don't have a way of x-raying it. You know I mean? The idea being is you stick your stuff on the belt, and they see now here's here's the stupid thing i set off the metal detector and the guy wands me and you're gonna laugh when i tell you this i should admit this was it your dog tag no i had a a set of 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 hex keys you know that i was working on something i think when i was working at the transmitter <laughs> that doesn't site, surprise me. i had this if you know what it is it's a tool a hex key is like allen wrenches but it's this thing yeah. where it's like it's almost like like a like a almost like a swiss army knife where the the hex wrenches sort of come out like one at a time you know you can like open them up yeah. and you can use okay yeah. i had that in my coat pocket and the guy says what's this i go oh that's my allen wrench set and he goes it's a lock pick <laughs> and he goes no it's not a lock pick he goes why do you have this and I go, well, I, you know, I repair stuff. I'm, you know, in the electronics, you know, industry, and I repair things. And I guess the last time I worked on something, I stuck it in my pocket. So he opens it up, and since all the, you know, the keys are like blunt, there's no like sharp edges or anything like that. He essentially says, okay, I'll let you slide this time, but don't try pulling this again. Like I was like, you know, like trying to sneak in a hex key. So I'm going to like go in the bathroom and like, you know, take apart like the stalls or something like that that has hex keys in it. You know, I mean, you know, no. So that's anyway. funny. Well, it's one. And you know what? I get it. But the interesting thing was that that was put into effect when Stanger took the office. Because, you know, up until that point, you just walk in, you know. And then I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe he was really Mr. Paranoid. And maybe people were really out to get him. Now, you know, look back. Hindsight being 2020, being, you know, the the man of questionable integrity now. You know, maybe he was afraid that somebody that he did wrong was going to come in and, uh, you know, uh, shoot him or something. Who knows? But that was the deal. You know, all I know is that it hasn't been the same since Buzz Westfall. 
Well, there will some people say it's gotten better, and you know, and some people say it's gotten worse. But who knows? Not with the people that they've had to, to replace them. Well, you know, one of those things. One of those things. We got to take a break. It is six fifty-six. Let me try that again. It is six fifty-six. Westplex 107.1, Miley Cyrus. You know, I don't know about you, Shelley, but every time I hear that song, it sounds like the theme song of like some kind of a Western movie or Western TV show. It does, doesn't it? It's got that sound to it, doesn't it? It's like, you know, hey, now it's Jim, you know, Jim the Gunslinger Jones. And, you know, and now here's the latest episode. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah, it does. Um, it really does. I thought the same thing as well. Okay. It's not just me then, right? No, it's not just you, Brad. There is uh, something coming up, a uh, controversy in the state legislature about uh, personal property taxes. Yes, uh, there yeah. is. <laughs> and there's a particular lawmaker by the name of Bill Eigel, who's a state senator, who is uh, ruffling from some feathers, especially some of the mayors in St. Charles County and the school districts and things like that. And what was interesting was you and I went to a... Um, uh, an event where Mayor Pagano was there from St. Peter's, and he was essentially complaining about the fact that that you know what well, well, you know if if we get away if we get rid of the the personal property tax, you know you're going to pay seven hundred dollars for your license plates. Okay, so I looked this up, and I thought this was interesting. This is the top ten states that have the highest real estate taxes and the highest vehicle property taxes. And the real estate taxes, the highest real estate taxes are in New Jersey. Second is Illinois. Third is New Hampshire. Fourth is Connecticut. Five is Wisconsin. Six is Vermont. Seven is Texas. Eight is Nebraska. And nine is uh, New York. Okay. Uh, I'm just giving the top nine. The top five states with the highest vehicle property taxes. Number one is Virginia. Number two is Mississippi. Number three is Rhode Island. Number four is Connecticut. And number five is Missouri. So of the the 50 states, we have the fifth highest vehicle property tax in the country. And, you know, on one hand, I'm going like... So is he proposing to get rid of both personal property tax and vehicle tax? Well, I, I don't know how that's going to work. And I, I told you... I can't, or did he promote both of them? No. And then, well, so to have some wiggle room to just make it vehicle. How it works in other states is instead of paying personal property tax... The license plates are much more expensive uh, to the point where, um, like, uh, and I have a friend of mine that used to live in uh, Virginia. I'm not Virginia, uh, um, um, uh, Arizona for quite some time. And they told me that, uh, you know, because remember he said, well, if you live in Arizona, it's going to be like Arizona where it's going to cost you $700 for your license plates. And this person said, nah, not the case. If you had a real expensive car, you know, if you had like a BMW, like a $100,000 car, yeah, it might be $700. But your average car is going to be, you know, three, four, five hundred $500 for your, your license, uh, your tags. But the difference is it goes down every year just like your personal property tax. And if you buy a brand new car, you know, the assessment on that car is X, you know, because of the fact that it's brand new. And then every year the assessment goes down and down and down to the point where it gets like you get like 20 years out and it's like, you know, like it's like, you know, $50 or something like that. It's not a lot. It's not hundreds or even thousands of dollars as far as personal property tax is concerned. So I guess it's one of those things where they're going to get you somewhere. You know what I mean? I mean, it may not be personal property tax, but it may be more expensive license plates. And I just... Okay, but in those states that don't have vehicle taxes, vehicle pers personal property Personal tax? property tax. I'm sorry? Personal property tax. And it's both on, personal property is both on vehicles and as well as, you know, personal property that you have. Like, for example, if you well, have... a lot of states don't have a sales tax on vehicles. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I think most states Well, do it's it. something with vehicles, because I know down in Florida, they don't pay taxes. That's what they say, is they don't pay taxes. Well, but, but my son lives in Florida, and he says the license plates are real expensive down there. Because I called him and asked him. He says, oh, no, the license but plates are real they expensive. they can roll them over into the car note. Yeah, but that's because, see, what's, what's different in the state of Missouri, when you go, let's say you go to the dealership. Let's go to, go to Chris Offenberg, and Leon sells your car, Okay. And yes. they calculate that you owe, um, I don't know, let's say $2,000. You bought an expensive car, $2,000 in real estate, in, 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 in taxes, okay? You have to go to the license bureau, and when you license that car, when you title it, you have to pay the sales tax. In a lot of states, you pay the sales tax at the dealership. 
So in other words, they're able to roll. Yes, yes exactly. That's what I'm talking right, about. They're able to roll that into the vehicle price. So you finance it. And then what happens is uh, the uh, dealership essentially writes a check to the state. So they, you know, they take the taxes, they, you know, because you're paying it to the dealership. And then the dealership takes that money and sends it to the state. And when you go to the license bureau, you just show the fact that, you know, you bought the car and you paid taxes at the dealership and then you get their license plates. So it's different. I know it's different, but I like that. Why? Where they do it at the dealership? Uh-huh. Yeah, but you know what? I'll be honest with you. You know, being, It's one less thing yeah, to but, walk into a crowded DOR oh, office. Oh, no, no, hold it now. If you go to that Wentzville one, there's never anybody in there. I mean, somebody, who is it that told me that? You can go to the Wentzville. Have you seen there. the bite me face lately? <laughs> you she, will. Shelly tells me, I'm complaining about going to all these various and that license true. bureaus. And Shelly says, And anybody oh, will tell you that. Ask anybody. Oh, you, you, you need to go to the Wentzville license office. I walk in, and they're waiting for me, and I go right up to the counter, and I walk back out. So I, I did. So I go to the Wentzville there license bureau. There was like bureau, no one there. And I you went during lunch hour, Brad. I couldn't Everybody get on the parking lot. No, but but you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> when you say there's never any, keep in mind, you said the word never oh anybody in there. You didn't say blah, blah, blah. except for lunchtime. There's never anybody in there. You know, but even still, you know, because I wasn't specific. A, a, you know what though? What's so frustrating is I heard a guy. You? The other, no, I heard a guy the <laughs> other day talk about this in another radio station, and he said. Look what happened with the post office. The post office started to get competition from, you know, FedEx and UPS and, and you know, now, you know, uh, uh, Amazon's doing their own deliveries and things like that. So they really picked up their game. You know, I mean, yeah, and they do. I mean, I like going to the post office. I mean, the one that the couple I go to two or three of them and they're usually always very nice. The people are very nice. They're very helpful. Um, you know, I was in one just over the weekend and the lady couldn't have been nicer. And it was a nice, pleasant experience. Okay. And partly because of competition, they had to up their game. But the problem with the DOR stuff in the state of Missouri is when you go one of the fee offices, which is like franchised or, you know, it's a charity. It used to be like in Washington, it used to be the Chamber of Commerce. There's no competition. And they can just like, eh, okay, you know, and you go in and, you know, and they're like, you know, I, the last time I went to one particular, I mean, twice it's happened to me within the last two months. I had a bunch of my cars that come up at the end of the year, either December or January plates. And twice I went in and the lady said to me, I'm sorry, we can't help you. I go, what do you mean you can't help me? She says, we don't do that here. I go, what do you mean you don't do that here? Well, we don't do that here. So I go to another license bureau. I mean, literally get in my car, drive 15 minutes and walk in the door, wait in line, go up to the counter, give her the exact same paperwork. And they'd process it and give me my license plates. Now, why is that? How come, you know, you can go to one and they, oh, I'm sorry, we don't do that. And you go to another and, the, you know, there's like, yeah, fine, we can do that. See, that's why. So were they both in the same county? Uh, yes, they were, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, my, quite honestly, yes, they were. St. Louis County. I went to one. I won't say the exact one. I went to one on, you know, I won't say where it was. And I literally got in my car, you know, went on, <laughs> went on Google, searched, you know, uh, uh, license, you know, DOR. It told me where the closest one was, where I was, went there, walked in the, walked in the door, was only like second or third person in line, took my little number, went up to the window, and I was in and out in 10 minutes. And it was, you know, it was, once again, she was very nice, you know, and then there's one, and I won't mention who it is, where it is, but I don't mean to be a jerk when I say this, because I know some people are going to be like, oh my God, he's, he's being he's being discriminatory against people from another country everybody in there i think is indian and most of them speak really good english except for the one i always get and it's to the point where it's like i mean the last time i was except in that for one, the one that you always get yes it's it's okay so what they do is they see you come in and go that's brad Hildebrand. right 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 we're gonna make his life you miserable go over there and talk to him and at one point in time i said to her can you turn the computer screen so i can show you what to do so she turns the computer screen like, you know, 90 degrees so her and I can both look at it. And I go, okay, click this, go down here, put this amount in, click this, do that. And then she does it. Ah, oh, thank you. 
So you literally did her job for her. Well, I'm going like, do they not train these people? And I don't know their computer system, but it was pretty obvious. You know, you read what it says, you know, it's goofy things like, you know, is this vehicle being used as a livery vehicle? You know what I mean? Like a limousine or something like that? No. You know, I mean, it's stupid stuff like that. You know, little check boxes that you have to check to make sure you're getting the right plates and you're paying the right fee and stuff like that. So it's like, come on. So I've decided, and I told you this, if I'm ever in Jefferson City, and, I, and sometimes if I wait to get my license plates re- renewed, if I'm in Jefferson City, I go to the main DOR office there, which is actually in the Truman State Office Building, and they are super good. I mean, they are great, and to the point where they never give you any grief. The one lady I get all the time has been there forever. She's always very friendly. I think she actually recognizes me from time to time, you know, because every once in a while she'll say, you're here again, huh? You know, I mean, because it's my ugly face that she remembers. Oh, my God, it's an ugly guy again. Uh, anyway, It's not. It's your voice. Uh, anyway, uh, and I go in, and if there's a problem, the people are right there behind her in the office. So if they have an issue that comes up, she walks back and talks to, like, a supervisor, and then the supervisor comes up, yeah, okay, fine, we can do that. Yeah, no problem. Because I had one time I had, you know, that I'm talking about, I had a car that had a salvage title and had a little bit yep. of an issue to it where it's a long story. It was, it was, I don't know if I should tell the story. It was my mom. You still have it. I do, I do. It was my mom's car that got stolen after she passed away. And they towed it to an impound lot. And the state law is the only person that could get the car out of the impound lot is the registered owner. Well, unfortunately, the registered owner was my mother. I mean, not unfortunately, it was registered owner, but it was unfortunate because she was a registered owner and she was deceased. So essentially, I could not get the vehicle back. So the towing company applied for a salvage title, which they got, and then I had to buy my mom's car back from the towing company. And then, you know, I drove it away. Well, actually, I didn't drive it away. Because, well, I did drive it away because it didn't have any tires and wheels on it because when they stole it, they stripped it. But that's a whole other story. And I got new tires and wheels and put them on. And then I had to go down to Jefferson City. But then the crazy thing was you have to go to the, to the State Highway Patrol inspection station, and they have to inspect the car. So you have to make – there's one down in South County off of 255. And I called up. I got the car fixed up. And, you know, it was running and everything, getting ready to drive it. And I called up. And they go, we can get you in. You know, this was like – I don't know. Maybe this was like January. We can get you in like March 20th. I go, March 20th? That's like two and a half months. Uh, it's quick as we can get. So the one guy that I went to, and I had to get another part, I went to a junkyard, and I said, I just, I said, man, I went to, he says, oh, this is just called Jefferson City. This is, uh, you know, most of the dealers around here, if they have an issue like this, they just drive it down to Jefferson City. I go, really? He goes, yeah, just call Jefferson City. So I called Jefferson City, and the lady was really nice. And it was like 1 o'clock, and she says, can you be here in a half an hour? I go, no, I can't, because I'm in St. Louis, and unless I could drive 150 miles an hour, I couldn't be there in a half an hour. And she says, can you be here tomorrow at 9 o'clock? I go, yeah. She says, okay, see you then. So I drove down, you know, went down, you know, the, you know and, and what they do is they inspect the car to make sure when it's rebuilt, if it's a wreck, it's not, it's rebuilt properly and it doesn't have stolen parts on it. They run the VIN numbers because there's secret VIN numbers on parts on the engines and things like that. And they looked, you know, they inspected the car and the guy came out right away and he says, he says, uh, he says, was that, was that car, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, a deal in a, in a storage lot? I go, yeah. He says, well, he says, there's nothing wrong with it. And, you know, it was like up on the rack five minutes and they looked at it. There's, you know, there's no damage or anything like that. So then I went over to the state capitol and I had all my paperwork and there was one little issue with it that the guy at the inspection station didn't check a box. Once again, didn't check a box. And the supervisor called over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot to do that. So she checked the box and I got my license plates and I got my new title. It was great. And if I would have gone to a local bureau, I think I'd still be there. You know, when I actually, because my license, I personalize license plates, they say, be happy. And when I was getting my plates, I had to call up to Jeff City, and I was lucky enough to get a lady that worked with me because I had to go through like seven or ten iterations to get be happy. You know, B-E-H-P-Y, B-H-P-Y, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, those those people at Jeff City, they're 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 really good at their craft. Well, the DOR people, I've had real good luck with. I mean, they've always been very nice, yes. uh, you know, very friendly. The people in the office down there. I mean, you know, I know people go like, "You drive to Jefferson City to get your license plate renewed." Normally, I I have to drive business in Jefferson City, you know, two three times a year. So I, I try to sort of figure, okay, I need to go down to Jefferson City. I'll do this. I'll knock it all out. So hopefully, excuse me, hopefully next month will be my Jefferson City trip because I have a bunch of stuff I have to take care of. And I have some licenses. As a matter of fact, I'm getting some personalized plates 
because of the fact that they didn't renew my personalized plates because I didn't get the letter saying that they had to give you new plates because they have the new, if they have the new plate, the new bicentennial plate. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. They sent you out a letter, which I never got because it went to the place. Which is so boring. <laughs> which it went to the place where the, my mailbox keeps getting knocked down. So that's why they didn't, you know, the letter went back to them because of the fact that there was no mailbox there. So, yeah. Anyway, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. It's 720. Westplex 1071, when I ruled the world. Wouldn't that be nice? Someday wake up and you're like, I rule the world. I tell everybody what to do. And I'm not going to pay my license plates. I'm just going to drive around with no license plates in my car. And you can pull me over, Mr. Police Officer. But then I'll say, hey, I rule the world. And you can't give me a ticket. And don't you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. The worst, <laughs> I love that. The worst thing you can ever say to a police officer when you get pulled over. Do you know who I am? They hate that. Hate <laughs> that is that. a true statement. Okay. Yesterday, I saw the top 10. We are podcasting. Matter of fact, when we get done with the show, I put the podcast up. Usually try to get it up within about 15, 20 minutes uh, after the show's over. And yesterday, I saw an article that listed the top 10 podcasters uh, for um, January. They're going back a month. And these were the top 10 podcasters. And number one was Joe Rogan. Do you know who Joe Rogan is? I have no idea who Joe Rogan is. Do you remember the show Fear Factor where people did weird stuff? And, I do. Okay. Yes. And, and they would eat weird stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, remember that? like spiders. And, right, uh, right, 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 right. Okay. Um, he, that's the guy. But now you won't recognize him because he used to have hair back then. Now he's a chrome dome. He's a comedian. Uh, some people know him because he's one of the play-by-play guys, commentator for MMA. Um, you know, he does the UFC stuff. And he's the number one podcaster, okay? So I've never heard his podcasts. So I searched it, listened to it, and the first three, four minutes of his podcast was all ads. He's talking about, hey, you need to drink this wine. And every fourth word out of his mouth was the F-bomb. It's effing great. And, oh, you're just going to love it. Oh, my God, it's the best. And I'm thinking to myself, could we get away with that with our clients? (laughs) First off, we can't. we we can't. can't. We can't say that on the air. But... I mean, if you're a client, and I guess it depends on what you're selling, but I just found it like, I don't think I would, even if I wanted to try that, I don't think I would buy that. And I just thought it was inappropriate. Okay, I don't want to be a snobby person or snooty or anything like that, or like, oh, I can't stand, I can't stand vulgar language. But it just didn't seem like it, it fit. And then I listened to the show, and this particular show was, all it was was him and his buddies watching a fight and they're like giving each other grief as they're watching the fight can you believe that guy just did that of course you don't see the fight because it's a podcast it's audio so it's like okay now i listened for like 10 or 15 minutes i'm going like okay not my cup of tea just it just i didn't make any sense to me and i'm going like this is the number one podcast and there's other ones on it's there. Kind of like Pulp Fiction. Well, I still don't understand that movie, but yet it it got rave reviews and it was, you know, it was almost like a subculture. There's several podcasts on there that are NPR. There's uh, one of them, Guy Raz, um, who does the TED Radio Hour, which is actually a pretty good show. Um, there's a couple other on there by NPR. NPR has gotten huge in the podcasting business, and they make a ton of money at it. Um, you know, I mean, a ton of money. Um, and, I mean, most of them were like, you know, okay. And, and I, I listen to some. Um, you know, I, the one I, I really enjoy is, is um, there, there's one by the guy. And what's the, the guy's name is Brian Scudamore. You know who he is? You've heard him on the radio before. He's the guy that is the franchisor for 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Uh, and he's got an interesting oh, story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's on the commercials. And he does success stories of his franchisees. He brings the various franchisees on there and talk about, well, you know, uh, you know, things weren't going well for me in my job. And, you know, somebody said, you need to buy the 1-800-GOT-JUNK franchise. And I did. And now last year we made, you know, we grossed <coughs> six, excuse me, $6 million. I was like, whoa, I'm in the wrong business. I should be going around picking up junk. You know, and I thought those were interesting. Now, having said that, and I'm going to carry this over to the next break, I believe that I try to stay motivated by looking at other people who have become successful and learning the things that they did and the things they didn't do and the things they shouldn't have done. Get what I'm saying? You know what I mean? This, I do. You talk to anybody who's successful, and they'll tell you, well, I did this, and it really worked out great. But then they can also tell you, well, I tried this, and man, that was a mistake. You know, and, and I should have been doing this. So they can, there's three categories. Okay? I don't get the current situation with Bernie Sanders. Uh, 
And I don't get the whole situation with the Democrats where they're like making fun of people who've been successful. And if you watch the thing last night with the town hall with Bernie Sanders, all he did was talking about, you know, taxing the mega rich, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, once again, these are smart people. It's sort of like back in the day, if you remember this long time ago, the Beatles, uh, the income tax in England at one point in time was like 92%. What did they do? They moved to America. You know, I mean, where they didn't have to pay 92%. And it's to the point where it's like, instead of, instead of penalizing the pe- these people for being successful, I think you should say, hey, look at this guy. He's worth, you know, X amount of millions, hundreds of millions, millions, you know, billions. And here's why he's successful, because he did this, 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 and this. But instead, it's like, okay, these people are successful. We have to penalize them for being successful. I don't get it. Do you understand that? No, but now they have a whole bunch of loopholes that they can jump through. Not nearly as much. No, 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 no. And I think that they should be taxed at the same rate as the rest of us. Not nearly as much as they used to. I mean, do you know that the income tax rate in the United States, and I said this to somebody recently and they wouldn't believe me. I I looked it up. Income tax rate in the United States, the early 60s, when Kennedy came into office, was like 91, 92%. But the difference was there were a gazillion, uh, a gazillion um, uh, exemptions you could take, but you can't do that anymore. I don't know if that's accurate, Brad. It's true, it's true, it's true. True, true, true. I'll pull it up and show you. Okay, next break, okay? Yeah, I'm not going to bet you because Seven. evidently my, uh, yeah, Seven. I, that doesn't work too well. Next break, 729. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still raw about the whole 50 bucks. Yeah, 729, here we go. Westplex 107.1, I was lost, and then I found Shelly. And then I found out I was really lost after really I found Shelly. Yes, really lost <laughs> after I found Shelly. Okay, last break, we're talking about this. I pulled this up. This is on, I've, see, I've seen this on a couple of different websites, and the numbers are all the same. And this is off of taxpolicycenter.org. Okay? Income tax was started in 1913. The top marginal rate in 1913 was 7%. 1914, 7%. 1915, 7%. Then 1916, 15%. 1917, 67%. 1980, excuse me, 1918, 77. uh, 1990, 73%. 1920, uh, 100 years ago, 73%. Okay, then you go through the years. It drops down uh, in the late 20s to 25%. Starts going back up in the 30s and in the 40s. Matter of fact, and in 1944, 1945, 94%. This is the top marginal rate for internal revenue. It drops down after the war into the 80s, but then in the 50s, it goes back up in the 90s. 1951, it's 91%. 1952, it's 90, 92%. It goes down a little bit when uh, uh, John F. Kennedy got into office. It was 91% in 1963. It dropped to 77% in 64, 70% in 65. Then when Reagan got in, uh, in 81, it dropped to 69.13. In 1982, it went to 50%. Then in 87, it dropped to 38%. Uh, Then in 88, it went to 28%. It's been in the 20s and 30s ever since. So right now, according to 2020, the top marginal rate is 37%. So that's the tax rates. But one point in time, you know, like, you know, back, I get it, 1944, 1945, the war was going on, the government needed lots of money, 94%. So, so think about that for a minute. For every dollar that you made, you got to keep six cents. And to the point where, to me, it's like, okay, you know, I mean, when you get to a certain point, it's like I, you make a disincentive for people to work. If you, you know, and I think that's what's sort of sad about the whole thing. It is instead of, you know, Bernie Sanders and some of these other people cutting down the rich people, he should be saying, hey, look at what, um, pick a name, um, um, Jeff Bezos has done. You know, Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, started his business in his garage and now he's a multi-billionaire. Um, you what know, is, who is he? The guy that owns Amazon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oopsie. And then you've got, you've got, you know, you've got uh, uh, Bill Gates, uh, Steve Jobs, who is no longer with us, Steve Wisniewski, uh, who was, you know, was, was Apple guys. And you can go through the whole list. And, and to me, it's, it's sort of like when I listened to that podcast the other day of Damon John, who's on Shark Tank, he talked about how he started FUBU and started literally uh, out of his house, out of actually his mom's house. And at one point in time, you know, they needed money. So his mom uh, refinanced the house, took $100,000 out. His mom moved out because they'd actually turned the place into a manufacturing center. His mom moved out. He was four months behind on the mortgage. And they're about just rather foreclosed on his house, you know, uh, sold some more stuff. And now he's a multi, multi-millionaire. 
And, and he's more than happy to tell people. And that's part of the reason he talks about being on Shark Tank, that he sees these people uh, that are, you know, trying to make a business go, and he can give them advice on what to do, mistakes that he made, what not to do, and things like that. So I don't think that you, you know, it, it's sort of like, it's sort of like if you had, like, let's say, um, uh, you know, a famous athlete, okay, let's take like, like Michael Jordan. And if, if he were to go around and tell the kids, you know, go to speak, and I know he does this to a certain extent, he'd go to talk to kids and say like, hey, this is my life. I started out and things were not good for me. And man, I focused on being the best basketball player I could. And you know what? Yeah, did I have some natural talent? Yeah, I did. But man, I worked hard. I practiced all the time. And that's what you got to do. You got to work hard. You know, and I think if you have people like that, it motivates people. It's like the opposite is you got Bernie Sanders, who's like saying, if you make so much money, you know, like he's talking about like the top, you know, and, and the things he's complaining about the, the billionaires, but he's a millionaire. And I'm going like, okay, no, hold on a minute now. He's never had a real... So is he not, because he's just a millionaire, does that mean he's not the super rich? Yes, yes. And he and, and, and that's what's sort of funny about it is, is that if, if someone said to you, let's say one of your friends said to you, you know, let's say you knew they did well, and you say, wow, you're a millionaire. Yeah, but I only have like $6 million net worth. You'd go like, well, that's like $5.9 million more net worth than I have. You know what I mean? How did you do yeah. it? And if they told you, well, here's what I did. I did this, 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 this. And, you know, a lot of, and, and there's a lot of people on the internet now that do mentoring and they tell you, they say, look, here's a mistake I made. Here's how you can make money. And there's some people that, that do it. It's just like, it's like you and I, I mean, occasionally we'll have people that come to us and say, wow, I'd really want to own a radio station. I go, no, you wouldn't. And I'll tell you the reasons why, you know, and they'll go like, yeah, but it'd be fun to just talk on the radio. Yeah, but that's the easy part. The hard part is, is selling advertising. And the hard part is keeping clients happy. And the hard part is, is keeping up with competition. And the fact that people will say, well, nobody listens to the radio anymore. Everybody's on the Internet. And yet we can prove to them that 92% of the American population listens to the radio at least once a week. But then they don't believe that. You know, so once again, it's like anything. It's like if you talk to people who like have a car dealership, you know, and they go, oh, my, it must be nice to have a car dealership. Yeah, but you don't understand. It's really tough because you got people now that people are, you know, rating you on Yelp and they're rating you on Google. And, and, you know, there's a there's a funny group of commercials that are on. I think it's progressive where it's all these people who are narrating why they gave a business a low a low rating. And it's all like bogus stuff. Well, I only gave them one star because of the fact that when I went in their parking lot, the stripes weren't yellow. They were white. And I don't like white stripes in the parking lot. And it's going like, okay, so you, you, you ding them for having the wrong color stripes in the parking lot. And, you know, you know people like that. I know people like that. They're going to, you know, they're chronic complainers. Yeah, that's more of a uh, displaced aggression as far as I'm concerned. Well, whatever it is, I mean, to the point where I don't, I think that if, if you, if you look at someone who is, is, is successful and they're willing to share their knowledge with you, to me, that's, you know, if anything, you know, I mean, and there are lots of people that'll, they'll do that and they make a good living doing it. You know, Tony, yes, they do. Tony Robbins. I mean, Tony Robbins has made a lot of millionaires and there's a lot of other people who've made, you know, a lot of successful people because they decided that they weren't happy with their, where they were and they wanted to get from point A to point B and point A was, you know, where they were at that point in time. Maybe they had a decent job, maybe they didn't and they didn't want to, you know, they wanted to have money and to the point, not necessarily to the point where they could retire at 30, but by the same token, they wanted to be successful and they worked hard at it and they became successful at it. And I don't think you should fault those people. I really don't. Well, all I know is that, um, so I know a doctor and, um, I was like, nice car. And he goes, he, he drove a Jag. And I'm like, really nice car. And he says, the guy's got to get to work. Yeah, but once again, do you, are, are you, are you, do you fault him for having a nice car? I do not. Well, neither do I. Because when he was driving a Honda, it was so not him. Well, I'm like, I am so glad you got rid of that car. Well, you know, but yet you hear some people that there, there was a guy on yesterday i heard this you know the kobe uh, bryant um um whatever it was the the memorial thing was at the yeah, staples yeah. center in, in la yesterday and i heard this on npr of all places they interviewed this guy and he goes yeah i'm not doing very well and kobe's very successful so why what i i honored him by painting his car and then he says my car is a lamborghini Aventor, and I painted it with Kobe's favorite color of purple, and I've got a mural of Kobe on the hood of my car. I'm going, 
dude, if you got a Lamborghini and if you paid someone to paint your Lamborghini and put a mural on the front on the hood, you ain't doing bad. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's all relative. He could say, well, I'm not I'm not Michael Bloomberg. So he's eccentric, not crazy. I don't. I heard that. I thought to myself, I thought to myself. That was the stupidest thing to put on the air. Why would you put that on the air? Some nut who, I painted my Lamborghini. And once again, it's if he had a Chevy, a Chevy Cobalt, he wouldn't say, yeah, I painted my Chevy Cobalt. It's like, it's like I told you what bothers me. You, you, know, you, you, you read the Post-Dispatch, and if somebody has an accident, an old beater like my car, you know, you know Brad Ulderbrand, you know, smashed his car into a tree. But if I was driving like a, you know, a Ferrari, they'd go, Brad Hildebrand, you know, flat, you know, smashed his 19, you know, his 2010 Ferrari, you know, GT350 into a tree. Okay, why did they do that? You know, I mean, is I think I think the reason they do that is to make it sound like, well, people don't feel sorry for him. Then, oh, he's got a Ferrari. He's got money. You know, what does he care? He'll buy another Ferrari. But if I have, no, I, got old... I think that what that what that says is it doesn't matter how much money you have. There are some things that money cannot get you out of. Well, I, you're, Death being one your of friend who's the doctor. OK, he went through four years of college, medical school, internship, residency. He busted his butt. Okay. Yeah, I did. So, and he's not, he's not, you know, some people would say, well, he should, he should be, he has, he's a doctor. He should be helping people for free. Well, I bet he does that. I bet he does help some people for free. But by the same token, you don't keep the lights on at the, at the office. You know, you don't keep, you know, you don't keep, uh, you know, the, the, you know, you don't pay your malpractice insurance with good intentions. I mean, there are expenses in being a doctor. And a lot of times they're very expenses in everything. I get it. And people will look at that and go like, okay, anyway, talked about it enough. We're done. 746. I will say, let me say, let me say this, that people that, people that, um, make an impact in the world. People notice that, but their compensation, and, and they want to be a part of it, but their compensation, financial compensation, is not a priority for them. Well, there are people like that. I get it. But by the same token, I don't think that, that, you, know, that, you, should, that you should make fun of someone because they're successful, and I don't think you should penalize them that. You know, I don't think so either. I, I, I actually, I think the income tax thing is 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 the other way around. I think the people not making, um, you know, much money should be taxed higher than the people who are making money because that way there's an incentive for you to make more money. So the more money you make, okay. the less the less, ta- no, 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 less no. taxes you pay. No, yes. I disagree with that. Yeah, okay. It's seven forty six. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Kelly Clarkson, Heat. We need a little of that right now. That's what I just said. Westplex one hundred seven one. She's always jumping in on stuff. Why is that? Because she's a woman, and that's what we do. I don't necessarily believe that. Don't 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 cut yourself Absolutely. down. Absolutely. Uh, don't cut yourself down on that. Um, it's BS in the morning. Um, I am uh, Shelly. She is Brad. You can check out our website at bsinthemorning.show. You can see our live streaming there. You can also uh, go and look listen to the podcast. If you go up into the uh, upper right hand corner for the little hamburger thing and pull that thing down, you click the podcast the link and it takes you to all our podcasts. And I usually try to get them up 15, 20, 30 minutes after the show, uh, depending upon what's going on here at the studio. Uh, that kind of stuff. 7.56. Yeah, I had people calling me. And saying, where, where's the podcast? Yeah, where's the podcast? Uh, where's the podcast? Okay, I'm gonna, I, I asked you this one time before, and I'm going to ask you again. And I'm not making fun of you. I'm essentially, I think you were sort of <laughs> typical of, of most people. Because when I first heard this, I thought to myself, where's that? St. Louis Music Park. You know where that is? Is that by the Butterfly House? No. Uh, there's, uh, I'm listening to other radio stations and they're giving away tickets to various artists who are coming to the St. Louis music park. And I'm going like, I have no idea where the St. Louis music so park where is. where is that? It's part of the new ice complex out in Maryland Heights as you go into the casino. You know where the blues, the blues move their practice facility from, uh. That's in- over by the old, uh. 370, right? Well, if, if you go into, there's the long road, I think it's called Casino Center Drive. If you get off of 141 or Maryland Heights Expressway, Earth City Expressway, whatever they call it this month, uh, and you go into toward the casino, as you get in toward the casino, as you come to the end of that long road, there's a roundabout, and then you can you know go into the various parking lots. Well, this is before you get to the roundabout. This is where they built the new ice complex. And they have uh, two or three different sheets of ice, and I guess from what I'm gathering, this is like an outdoor 
sheet of ice that they can turn into a concert venue. Because if you look at the map of, of the St. Louis, uh, you know, if you look at the, they call it the Centene Ice Center, whatever the heck it's called. If you look at the map, it shows that there's two or three different, uh, I think there's four, there are four sheets of ice. And one of which, which appears to be closest to the casino, is an outdoor ice rink that can be turned into a concert venue. And that's the St. Louis Music Park. I, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, why wouldn't somebody start promoting, hey, it's a brand new concert venue, the St. Louis Music Park. Never heard of it? Well, here's where it's at. It's in Maryland Heights. Yes. You know, when you go to the casino, you know where the new blues ice facility is? It's part of that. And yes, not only can you watch the blues practice or you can watch you know, youth hockey play, it's also a concert venue. I mean, and to the point where I'm going like, and I've asked other people, hey, you ever heard of the St. Louis Music, St. Louis Music Park? People go, no, what is it? <laughs> going like they're not doing a very job, good job of promoting it, right? No, they're not. So, what is the benefit of? Do they take the ice away? I don't. I don't really know. I need to drive out there and take a look. Apparently, I don't know if they put like it's it's like you know it's just sort of like most places. If you go to uh, you know whatever it is now, was it the Enterprise Center? Or if you go to the Family Arena, uh, they have chiller coils in the in the concrete. And yeah. but when they're not running ice, it's just concrete. So I guess what they're doing is, and it sounds like most of these concerts are in the in the, in the you know late spring and summer that they unfreeze the ice and they just put seats there. I don't know. I really don't know what it is. And I keep looking at things, trying to say, okay, I, you know, I'm like doing Google searches, St. Louis Music Park, and all I get is like, you know, you know, it just shows you here. It's you know here it is. Here's the map. And if you look at it, it's like I said, it's like a, uh, you know, it's it's a big old building that's got several sheets of ice. And this is one of them. But apparently they make it into a concert venue. And I'm not exactly sure if they put seats in there, if there's bleachers, if it's like all lawn seating. I don't really know. I just thought it was interesting. It sounds it sounds lovely, actually. Yeah, well, you know, hey, we got to take one more break. Our last break of the morning and we will be back. Seven fifty eight. Kelly, you're there. I'm screwing up. Yeah, I'm here. I just I'm always a, here. I made a huge mistake. What? I'm, I'm not doing well this morning. I screwed up the computer. Well, that's okay because I screwed up something else, but I, I won't. Somebody caught it. Thank you so much, Anna Alt. Yeah, somebody caught, caught my mistake, and so I'm going to make it right today. Yes. So how did you screw up? It's 8.02. We're still breathing. We're still on the air. I think you're good. That's how I, I screwed up. I think you're golden, Brad. It's, it's 8.02 and we're still on the air. Uh, time <laughs> for you to introduce you-know-who. So, okay, Well, first of all, everybody have a great day. It is the 25th of February, and uh, have a great day. It's going to be... Okay, it's going to suck, actually. But but your day is going to be good. The weather's just not going to be your friend. Yeah. So, uh, Caleb, step up to the microphone and say... 